You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk with Doctor of Naturopathy, Dr. Erica Wood, about what that actually means and all the ways it can help you. Join us. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today, we have Dr. Erica Wood as our guest, and I want to introduce her. So Dr. Erica Wood is a naturopathic doctor. She specializes in primary care. And her focus is on pediatrics and women's health. She sees patients of all ages, genders, and stages of their lives. And she uses integrative care to approach everyone's health needs as individuals, not their symptoms. And she works to find root causes of concerns, which I like to do too. Welcome, Dr. Erica. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I am so happy because... um, you and I are medical practitioners. I work in the massage field and then you're doing your amazing work. And a lot of people, when I work with my clients, they don't know what naturopathy is, or they may maybe have heard the word, but they don't necessarily understand what it is as a discipline or how naturopaths work or the things that they can do for someone. And I wanted to talk with you and have you explain that to us so that we understand more about it and we're more educated about you and the kind of work that you do. So what is naturopathy and how does it differ from allopathic medicine? So naturopathy is basically the using medicine, using nature as medicine. And in doing so, we really tried to find the root cause of what's going on. Um, So a lot of times we have these things called the seven principles of naturopathic medicine. And um, I'm going to just kind of quickly go over them here with you. Please. Okay. So the first principle is the healing power of nature, which is known as the V, uh, uh, the V. Basically, the V is like an energy that we can't really define, but it's always there. So we understand that the natural world is assisting the healing process and we use what we can in nature to help that along. And then we identify and treat the cause. So uh, rather than suppressing a symptom, which there is a time and a place for, we try to really benefit our patients by uh, getting to removing the obstacles to cure and finding what's actually going on in their body. And then my favorite principle, which is doctor as teacher, docere, I actually was thinking about getting a tattoo of that the other day. I love that. <laughs> but, uh, it's basically a doctor. I mean, as a doctor, we are teaching our patients how to take care of their bodies because it's the one body they're given for this time period that they're here. And that's like the most important thing, in my opinion, that a doctor could do for someone. Hey, everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. We treat the whole person and treating the whole person means that So say someone comes in, they go, oh, I'm farting a lot. Well, great. Is there a mental component? Is there a spiritual component? Is it just physical? We kind of go through the whole person to restore balance. And then there's, of course, prevention, which 
Honestly, any good primary care provider should be always practicing preventative medicine. And they just added a seventh one, which is basically the power of medical literature. So we like to use evidence-based medicine um, and the power of research and how it could help our profession. That's wonderful. And naturopaths work with a lot. They work with supplements sometimes, right? But they Mm -hmm. also work with meds sometimes, which that's not something everybody knows. Yeah. So what you work with supplements to help people with like what kinds of health issues for supplements? So it's really depends on, on the person and it's changes, but in certain, not all States are we allowed to prescribe as prescribed medications. So in Washington state, we are recognized as primary care providers and we are allowed to basically prescribe any medication with a couple of exceptions, but with supplements, a good example is for mood support. So uh-huh. supplements are meant to supplement a good, healthy lifestyle. So we, it's not that we're just replacing like Prozac for a supplement. What we actually want to do with supplements is maybe we want to treat the gut and we give some probiotics, or maybe the person's not making enough serotonin. So we give them a precursor, I mean, protein or a protein-like substance that helps their body build the serotonin while we're working other on the other things called determinants of health. Wow. That's amazing. And you work with people with a lot of different health issues, right? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am an, I like, um, I'm a naturopathic pediatrician by, by what I kind of, what I originally was hired to do on at my, at my first clinic for. And so I see babies from the second that they're born about three days old, or I guess not technically the second that they're born, but around three days old and then all the way up to a hundred. And we treat everything from gut dysbiosis to mood, to PMS, to perimenopause, to ADHD, um, wow. it, it all kind of blends together. So it's not just like you treat one disease, you treat the whole person. So when doing so, we kind of unlock a little things and here and there and kind of unravel as we go. That's amazing. So, um, I know I just had another question pop in because mm-hmm. it's a question. I think a lot of people ask me, do you take insurance? Yes, I do take most insurances. Um, now a lot of naturopathic providers in the state of Washington, it's their choice if they want to. And I uh-huh. choose to take, uh, reach most major insurances. We'll just put it that way, except for Aetna and United. And then I do take Apple health, which is a part of Medicaid, but I'm yes. only accepting patients that are under 18 right now with Medicaid. Okay. But that's huge. Like for me personally, that'd be great because then like my son could come see you and that'd be awesome. Right. And you, <laughs> you have gotten busy during COVID, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate way to happen, but um, in COVID, a lot of people got really focused on their health because one, they were locked inside and what else is there to do, but focus on health. Um, (laughs) More people were afraid of getting COVID. So they realized the power of prevention and things they need to do to lower their, what we call comorbidities, which are other diseases that can worsen our chances of kind of worst case scenarios like COVID. So a lot of people are really taking charge of that. And with telehealth, which I think personally is an amazing addition, uh-huh. telehealth has made it possible where I could treat anyone in Washington state. That's amazing. So, are you still doing that? Yeah. So it depends on the insurance. Uh, now okay. the emergency proclamation is over. Right. Uh, it's kind of, you have to check with the insurances, but most of my patients, about 50% telemedicine right now and 50% in person. And it's wow. really 
feel for like the college, the college uh, young adults that are in college that I maybe saw as they were a teen and they don't, and they want to stay with me. So yes, you do telehealth. And then when they come home three times a year to see their family, then I see them at that time, as long as they're in Washington state. So if they're going to a Washington state college, I could see them. So that's fantastic. Can you see people from out of Washington state? No. So, so in, they're not yeah. Washington, they have to go see naturopath in their state, correct? Or their uh, country, depending on yes. our listeners and where they're from, right? Yeah. So the thing is that it depends from state to state because the thing with, with naturopathic medicine, it's not licensed or regulated in all 50 states. There's about 26 different states that you have to be either registered or a license. That means you went to a four-year accredited medical school. You passed two sets of boards, and I will say they were not easy, but you have to pass them. And some states require residency as, as well. And how long is that residency? Um, it depends. Um, some are one year, some are three years. Um, not so, every, well, in a lot of ways, a lot of naturopaths spend as much time in school as MDs do if they oh, have yeah. a residency. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, in yeah. I mean, four years of medical school. And then if you don't do a residency and say you're like, in my case, like I was taken under someone else's wing, that's to me kind of like the best residency you can ask for. Um, and it, I mean, by the time you actually really build your own practice, it's been three to four years. So oh, yeah. you get all, so you get the experience. So you're definitely getting the experience, investing the time, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, taking the time to learn and work with people. And I'm assuming sometimes you encounter cases that you haven't dealt with before. And then do you just go and do research? Like you mentioned, that was one of the pillars. Yeah. You, so definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, and in what I mean, the way I practice is I'm a primary care phys- physician that has a little bit of everything in their pocket. But I definitely, in my opinion, a good primary care provider knows what's in their realm and knows what's yes. not in their realm. Yeah. So yep. I have good relationships with local, you know, local practices and local hospitals and just kind of I like if someone needs a colonoscopy, you don't want me doing their colonoscopy. No. You else doing a colonoscopy. Right. Because that's if- what I was going to ask. What's what's naturopathy good for? treating and what is it not good for treating? Well, it's good for just about anything, honestly, because yes. it all depends about how you're going about treating something. We, um, I mean, as far as the way I practice, I follow the standards of allopathic care, which is there's a way to diagnose something. We do the same physical exams, but maybe my approach to how to treat it is different. Yes. So we still follow like the tenets of, of allopathic medicine. It's just that instead of Oh, you have, you have heartburn. Here's a Prilosec. You have heartburn. Okay. Let's take a look at how your gut is, how your flora is, which is the good for you bacteria in your gut. Maybe take a look at your stress levels or even take a look at food sensitivities to see if something is really aggravating you. Yes. Like that's a great example. What about for like uh, perimenopause symptoms? How so would peri- you <laughs> Perimenopause is actually one of, one of my favorite times to work with a woman because me- the medical field hasn't doesn't really recognize perimenopause. It's either you have your period or you're 12 months without a period. And then, then you're menopausal. And after that, you're post this from the second of 12 months after having your last period, you're also going to go from menopausal to postmenopausal. So menopause is literally just like a day technically. Wow. <laughs> perimenopause. We take a look at a lot of different things. Like sometimes it's the stress and how our adrenals, adrenals are responsible for our stress response. And sometimes women are having worse symptoms of perimenopause, which is hot flashes, night sweats, weight gain, because their adrenals weren't happy to begin with. So we treat the adrenals and those symptoms of transition can be easier. That's fascinating. 
And then what about like people, they have like, maybe they, they might think they have issues with their thyroid, but could it be the adrenals for them too? I always tell people the first thing I look at before anyone even questions the thyroid is how is your, how is your adrenal gland? Your adrenal plays a big role in regulating your thyroid and vice versa. So whenever I look at treating the thyroid, I always look at adrenals, uh, ways to support our adrenals, which honestly, to me is preventative medicine. The more we nurture our adrenals, the less likely we are going to have negative side effects that affect our, our all the hormones, not just our thyroid, but every hormone, our neurotransmitters, which affect our mood, our gut, because with adrenals, if they're always going crazy, our blood sugar gets dysregulated and that leads to diabetes. Wow. So you see how wow. everything goes in and out with each other. So that could affect people having pre-diabetic sim- um, symptoms. Mm-hmm. Same. That's amazing. So that's a huge thing. And I'm sure you have a protocol for that for addressing There's- There's definitely a protocol for everything, but everyone's individuals. So I don't really follow a protocol. I kind of, based on what, how the person is and where they are in their journey, like maybe in their journey of medications appropriate, or maybe in their journey, we could just start with, you know, we always want to start with the terms of health, but maybe they're at a point where we just need some counseling for maybe there's an emotional component of, of diabetes. And we kind of just work along there. As an example, that's a, that's awesome. So you're giving people options that are not just meds or surgery. You're giving mm-hmm. them other ways to address and treat different symptoms. Exactly. That's fantastic. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Dr. Wood about her favorite preventative healthcare tips for us to take care of ourselves. So we're going to take a break. Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com. And we're back. Okay. So Dr. Wood, thank you for coming on the show. And I was asking you, what are some ways that people can practice preventative healthcare for optimal health? Ah, so it's different for everyone. I'm going to preface this with always ask your physician before doing anyone's recommendations. Even some of these (laughs) recommendations, you always just want to check. I always tell my patients and my colleagues that we're just plants with complicated emotions. So we have to treat ourselves like we all have plant babies and hopefully I always get that one patient. I have a brown thumb. It's like, it's okay. We'll give you as easy. We'll make you as easy plant. We'll, we'll be easy. Well, we don't need a lot of, you know, a whole bunch there, but Preventative medicine means that we have to, I mean, we're, as I said, plants with, with complicated emotions, we need fresh air. Okay. Uh, so fresh air. I always recommend patients to get up, go outside in the morning, regardless of how cold it is, take five deep breaths of fresh air and have morning sunlight. Okay. So why do we need morning sunlight? So morning sunlight helps tell our brain when it's daytime and nighttime. And a lot of times Uh, If we're getting it too late in the day, it's kind of telling our brain opposite. So first thing in the morning, getting direct sunlight is really good to set that sleep-wake cycle. Or at least going outside, even if it's not. Yeah, going out. I mean, yeah, sometimes we don't always get the sunlight, but the fresh air, it's actually a Japanese art of forest bathing where you go in the fresh air, nature. 
And then, I mean, just like I said, plants with complicated emotions, I'll keep repeating that just to preempt my brain here of what I want to say, but we need fresh water. So 20, I always tell people, try to get 20 ounces of water before they walk out the door, if it's possible. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Because ideal, and everyone's different, but ideal is maybe half your body weight in ounces of water, but every, you should definitely ask your doctor before pounding water there. And then yep. protein. Um, in my opinion, as humans, we don't eat enough protein to keep up with our body mass and protein builds our hormones, builds our neurotransmitters, builds all of our cells. So I typically tell people to do what I call the high five eating, which is five portions of protein, the size of your palm five times a day. So five portions, five times a day. Yeah. Five portions of protein. So that's basically three meals and two snacks with, with your protein protein. So it's mm-hmm. not 25 portions. It's five. No, portions. no, no. <laughs> unless you're like the rock or something. I want to no, make sure I've got that right. But five hand, hand size pro, uh, portions. Yep. And, and that's just the day, spread out throughout the day. Yes. Yeah, spread out throughout that's the day. Good. It helps regulate blood sugar, helps regulate your adrenal glands. Um, and then movement, movement and yes. breathing. Everyone's like, wait, do we have to think to breathe? Yes, we do. So I recommend just concentrating on your breath before you go to sleep with a count. Count in a four. So you count in one, two, three, four, taking a breath, count out for a count of six. And that's like a control all delete button for your nervous system and it helps you get ready for bedtime. Inhaling four and out for six. Yeah. And if you can't do four to six, then five to five. And if you have any lung concerns and ask, of course, ask your doctor before of course. doing that. Yeah. Love it. So fresh air, mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. protein, movement and breathing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I miss anything? Um, oh, and sleep. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Good thing you asked me that. Yeah. So <laughs> honestly, the best thing that you can honestly do for your health, I was like, if you had to p- prioritize, I mean, yeah, it's hard, but sleep. If we yeah. don't proper rest and recover recovery, our muscles can't build. We can't use our water to filter our kidneys very well. We can't breathe very well because we're so tired. And then everything else mood wise kind of falls to the pooper. So yes, it's true. And the thing is, one of the things I always suggest to people is these little devices where like you have a plug for your computer and there's a little teeny light. Mm-hmm. There are studies that they that have come out recently that any light in the room, women over 45 gain nine pounds. In a 10 period from any light source in the room at all. Yep. Cause it disrupts that sleep wake cycle. Cause any, even if it's artificial light, your pineal gland that makes melatonin is like, I'm confused. Hmm. <laughs> what should I be doing with what this? Should I, be doing? should I wake up? Should I lie down? And then like, if it goes, you know, what are you going to do about that? And, and I always give people suggestions for sleeping. Like there's everything from legs up the wall pose, which is lying on your back and putting mm-hmm. your feet up in the wall and doing some deep breathing. Cause I'm also a trained yoga instructor. So mm-hmm. I can give that advice. Um, sometimes I'm a hypnotherapist. So sometimes I'll give people visualizations they can do. And there are other things too. And I'm, I suspect you probably have supplements that you can yes. get for people for sleep issues too, correct? Yeah, and it all depends about how the, per- like, is it trouble getting to sleep? Is it staying to sleep? And I'll uh-huh. say this, if you're getting up between the bewitching hours of midnight to four, uh-huh. almost positive your adrenals are not happy with you and you're gonna, you probably do need a little bit of adrenal support. Really? Because in, Chi- in the Chinese medicine, they're talking about if it's one to three, it's usually 
I mean, 11 to one is like gallbladder and one to three is like liver stuff that I didn't know was adrenals. That's interesting. Yeah. Basically what happens is that, that, that stress hormone that I, I you'll probably hear me talk cortisol. about cortisol. Yeah. Cortisol yeah. Uh, during the day. Cause we're so used to running from a bear cortisol is going off, going off, going off. And then it doesn't get the memo that, Hey, you're sleeping. So it still goes off, raises your blood sugar, which causes you to wake up. See, it's, it's all about. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's fascinating. I love talking with you because I get so much information from you. Um, any last minute tips that you could think of that you could um, recommend for people? I mean, like how often should they come and see somebody like you? Well, uh, it, depends. it depends. So in the beginning, at least the way I practice is that I always tell a person up front that we're probably going to have a few more visits than the average MD. Sometimes uh -huh. it's every two to four weeks, sometimes every three months. It really depends on the situation. Uh -huh. Hormone management, maybe one to three months blood sugar or mood management, maybe two to four weeks. And then my goal is to get my patients down to their one, once a year annual, because that means we're doing a really great job of preventative medicine, keeping them nice and healthy. But on average, I say every two months is where we start. Uh -huh. And my goal is to space it out space. So my goal is to give you the tools, doctor as teacher, and then space it out, space it out, space it out and take off the training wheels and kind of let you go free. That's fantastic. I love it. So how can people reach you? So I practice at the naturopathic clinic Visquah, which is in, on front street in downtown Issaquah. It's a beautiful neighborhood. Um, a good way to reach me is to call the office. What's the number? 425-391-1080. Uh, Another okay. great way is to go through www.drdrericawood.com. That's my personal website or uh -huh. going to, uh, or honestly just going online and Googling naturopathic clinic Visqua and make, and yep. getting contact information right from there. Right. And if people aren't in Issaquah, they could, they could do a search for oh, yeah. naturopath in their area. Yeah. And if you do a Google search for naturopathic doctor, our clinic is one of the like first two that show up. So good. That's great. If somebody were in another state or another country, what's um, a good way for them to know that their naturopath is doing a good job? Yeah. So one, you always, there's a difference between a naturopath and a naturopathic doctor. Naturopath. <gasps> yeah. So I forgot to mention that part. Naturopath oh. is someone who can go online, get a six month certificate saying that they practice naturopathy. A naturopathic doctor who's someone who should really you be is really the person to see is someone who's went to that four-year accredited medical school and um, has, or has, a, has passed their boards in some capacity. And um, wow. it all depends. So every state has their own naturopathic doctor association. So okay. you can look up um, like example, I think North Carolina is not, uh, doesn't have any license or registrations considered unlicensed state, but they still have an association where you can find doctors near you that have graduated from a medical school that are qualified to give you the advice that you need. And then in other countries, I mean, I know Canada has a naturopathic medical school and they have, you know, they have a pretty open system there. Uh -huh. And it really depends. Like I know India has some, and I seen some for Thailand and Dubai. So it really mm -hmm. depends on where you are Yep, um, and finding out your local association. Yep. Well, that's, that's a good tip and people can get online and they can do some research. So I really appreciate you. I want to thank you for your time. And I know you've spent all day seeing patients. So thank you for being here with us today. And I just want to uh, tell our listeners, thank you for joining us today. If you have questions, reach out to Dr. Wood. Her information will also be in the show notes. 
And I want to remind our listeners to remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much and take care. podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group, that's Hubbard Education Group, or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D.